This episode of the PB&J Podcast is brought to you by Anchor. If you haven't heard about Anchor, it's the easiest way to make a podcast. Let me tell you something. It's free. They give you creation tools that allow you to record and edit your podcast right from your phone or your computer. And they'll distribute your podcast for you so it can be heard on Spotify, Apple Podcasts, and many other platforms. And here's the best part. You can start earning money from your podcast with no minimum listenership. Okay, it's everything you need to make a podcast right in one place. Only thing you got to do is go download the free Anchor app or go to anchor.fm to get started. All right, now let's get to it. It's the P, 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 and J, Yeah, 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 you know what it is, man, we back, episode number 12, this is one of your hosts, P Yeah, what's up, this is B, aka B Amorelli, aka Young Gifted What up, y'all, it's your boy, Jake And as always, together, we are the PB&J Podcast. B, I can't tell you how happy I am to hear that Young Gifted this week. (laughs) Young Gifted back. Yeah, all is world with the, you know, all is good with the world right now. Thank you. Yeah. (laughs) Anyway, this this episode is going to be, it's going to be special. We got a a special guest on the episode this week. We got the the lovely wife of our co-host, B. Tika's on here today, and she's going to give her opinion on a subject that I had a, I won't say an argument, I had a good debate with my wife this morning, and and, and Jay heard part of it, so I'm going to lay it out for you. It's kind of like a, a, a deep subject, two-part subject, whatever, but my, my, my original thinking when I had this argument with her was men and women, or the opposite sex it doesn't matter if you're married or not men cannot be friends with women because at some point you're going to meet a crossroad where you're going to either go down that road of sleeping together or not so she said that basically that's not true she said that that you know women can be platonic friends with men and i agreed with her on that but there's always an ulterior motive with men so we wanted to have a female perspective perspective on the show today just because again we can't have it all just one-sided so i posed the question to all you guys can men be platonic friends truly platonic friends with with women i i i would say yes it's definitely possible because i know for myself i i have platonic female friends I also have platonic female friends that have transitioned <laughs> into, into, you know, a little bit more than just platonic. You know what I mean? So I, I definitely see both sides of the coin, but I I think it's definitely possible. I don't think it's possible if there is a, uh, a sexual attraction between the two of them. Mm. Right, right. Because I think that shit will eventually just bubble up and boil over at some point. Whether or not they decide to revisit that, that's that's going to be determined by how it goes in that moment. But that moment will present itself at some point if there is some sort of attraction on actually either one of their parties. Because if one person feels that way, at some point they're going to want to voice that shit. Mm -hmm. Yeah. What you got, B? Um, I mean, now for me, uh, you know, I, I agree with that. Um, I think it also has to do with like your age and your maturity level too. Mm-hmm. Saying because when you're younger, I think it's very easy 
to not have that be possible because um, I know uh, Pete was was talking about uh, watching Chris Rock on SNL, and I think um, you know he's had a couple of joints which is kind of you know similar to this kind of train of thought where like, you know, women have had men, you know, offering them sex, you know, propositioning them from the time they were 12, you know, in every interaction, you know, holding the door for them, you know, anything that a man was doing nice, it was only to get at her section. Uh, <laughs> you know uh, what I mean? Like, I think, and I think there's some truth to that, you know, especially when you're, you know, less mature. Um, you know, I, I think that you know, as you grow, you know, yeah, um, it's, it's a lot easier to maintain those boundaries and, and, you know, not take it there with, you know, any, any woman that's in your life. But I mean, you know, when you're younger, uh, I mean, it's, you know, somebody else has said, you know, a man is as faithful as options. Mm. And that's, you know, it's some truth to that. You know what I mean? It's just truth to that. I don't know. What, what you got to say, T? I think that depends on what type of how does the man think, period, that particular man? It's not a blanket statement for me. I don't think any temptation that walks by a man, he's going to say, what can I do to get her attention? But on the flip side, with women, one thing we have to remember is women are very emotional and sensitive. If they're not getting that at home, then your, your friend at work, your buddy you see on the bus stop, your pal you see at the gym might become more than a friend. And I don't think it has to turn sexual. I think it's just mental, like that's a need I have. And so if I don't feel comfortable bringing it up with my significant other, then maybe I'll use this person as a sounding board. Mm-hmm. And that could turn into more of a relationship than anything, but a different type of relationship. I don't think everything has to lead to sex unless the person just wants it to. Mm-hmm. Uh, I mean, for me, the backstory to, to the, this whole question was basically it was posed. The question that was posed to me from her was if, would I be upset if she had accepted to go out for drinks with a coworker and answering that question? I, you know, I told her, I was like, listen, I'm not going to be upset with you going out to have the drinks, but I'm gonna have some questions. And she was kind of like, Oh, but I'm gonna be upset. Right. <laughs> so, so she had quite like she was kind of thrown back. Like, you know, wait, why would you have questions? Like, what in my past has, or even currently, you know, have I done to make you think that I'm going to do something? And I tried to tell her, like, listen, it's not about you. It's not yeah. about you know. I don't have questions about you. I have questions about him because I don't know him. I'm just trying to figure out where his head is at by the little answers that you're giving me. So. Like I said, but I don't think that men can be, you know, friends with females like that. I think that it's always going to be something involved with that. If you are a true platonic friend, I think that person, that guy is gay. And but if he's a straight guy, that attraction it is always going to be there. There's a reason he wants to take you out for for drinks. Is my my opinion. So so you feel like even if. That man has zero physical attraction to that. So no, let me rephrase this. So based on your theory, you feel like if a man has zero physical attraction to a woman, mm-hmm. he's not even going to be in a position to. Add, he won't even have the the impetus to ask her right. to go out for drinks. Right, on a platonic level. Right. 
It, I got, see, I got to disagree with you there, brother. I, I, I disagree. I just don't think it. I don't. I just. Have you ever asked a, 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 a female out just strictly because you want to be friends? Yeah, like well, not necessarily like asked her out, but I've done things with females. Okay, you know, in a like it's just just a couple of days ago, I linked up with a female friend of mine. Like we we linked up, we grabbed coffee, mm-hmm. we grabbed some teas, and I, I went with her to go to go car shopping and shit. You okay. know what I'm saying? Okay, and then we went and then it came back and I went back to her crib for for a hot second. It was just like kicking it with a dog, and then I fucking dipped. Right, <laughs> you know right. what I'm saying? And nothing, no funny shit, no flirtation, no nothing. Like known her for mad long, and it's it's never been. No, no funny shit at all, and not once did anything even come across my mind. Other than I'm really glad to like be spending time with my homie. Right, you know what I'm saying? right. See, now I think you're an exception. Nah, come on, Pete. Because this is what I was gonna say. You can't tell me you don't have no female friends. I'm not even sure I'm allowed to have female friends. To be, I mean, to be honest with you, <laughs> and the female friends I, now I have a female friend who I've known for a long time, but she's also friends with Cassie. So it's not like, you know, it's just me and her as just our, our platonic relationship, and that's it. Cassie's involved with that, too. So I don't even know, as a married man to her, I don't even know if it would be smart for me to have a female friend other than her. I totally agree with that because that speaks to my point about if I've known them since Yeha, mm-hmm. and now we're both friends with, him, with the person yeah. you know, or man, I'm more cool with that. Yeah. Like that time we went out with um what's his name we went to Outback, not Outback, um, whatever restaurant it was. That I told you he and his wife had broken up. Oh yeah, and yeah, homie. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I came back and said, Hold up. Mm-hmm. We were friends. Yeah. But now that they have broken up, right. I kinda see him trying to creep back like yeah. Rekindle yeah. the friendship. But you have to be careful with that. Right. He's lonely. Yeah. He's alone. Yeah. He's taking care of two kids. kids. Yeah. See what I'm saying? He's got a fucking miserable life. Yeah. So no. he's looking for somebody to be his lady and shining on. Mm-hmm. Right. Right, right, right. So to Pete's point, yeah, we both know them and it's been a long time and we're both friends with them. Okay, fine. But don't invite no trouble into your home. No, and that, but that's what I'm saying. I wasn't even saying necessarily that you know your wife don't know him or whatever. But I'm just saying you still have a plutonic female friend in your life. Like you don't only know dudes. You know what I mean? That's all right. I'm saying. But I have to say, I think we're being naive if we think the world is going to look at it the way we do. We might see it as platonic, uh-huh. but does right. does the other person right? right. Right. That's all. Yeah. Yeah. Now, I mean, I was trying to tell her that the the to me the most dangerous person to a relationship is like the work husband, because that work husband is going to have access to information that a lot of people won't have access to. Only your husband really would have that access. So if he normally sees you coming into work and you're nice and bubbly, you're all you know energetic or whatever, he's also going to see those same days when you're coming in and you're stressed and it shows on your face. And so when he, you know, as a friend, he's going to ask you, hey, what, are, is everything all right? Are you okay? And then if you start opening up to him, especially if y'all have worked together for years, you're going to open up to him and he's going to have, those are all ammunition that he needs yeah. in, in, in order to, you know, slide in. Because you're going to look up one day and you're going to be like, you know, this was started off as a strictly a friendship, 
but you're going to end up having feelings for him. And you don't know where these feelings came from, but all these years of talking to him about different things, that's where those feelings came from. And that's where that's what's when he asks you out for drinks, that's going to be it. That's his, that's his segue. Right. I think that that can happen, but to me, it's all about how strong is your relationship. Even, even if it is strong, like I said, that, you love who you love or you like who you like, right? So there's been this this multi I know a whole bunch of people who said, you know, told that person like this person that you're with is not right for you. They're this, they're that, they're you know, whatever. You need to find somebody else. But that person continuously stays with that person because they you can't help who you love. So if you're talking to your 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 work husband about certain issues, let's say your husband is not not listening to you at home. You had a long day at work. All you want to do is come home and just tell him about your long day. He's not doing these things consistently. So now you're upset because your husband, the one who's supposed to be doing these things and not doing these things, but you have a guy at work who is. <laughs> if that, I mean, I don't know if it's, if I'm out in left field, but I, like I said, I just think that you're going to end up developing feelings for this work husband that you definitely didn't mean to develop. Yeah. Humans, one's, a, one's available, one's not. Um, somebody's saying, let's do something different that you haven't done in 10 years. Okay, I haven't done that in 10 years. It sounds interesting. It's just, to me, opening a window for that other person to slide it. Yeah, I'm not saying it's not possible. I'm just saying I don't think it happens unless... Not all the time, but it, it's susceptible. It is susceptible, yeah. And, and there's also a, this, a, something to be said about maintaining a certain level of boundaries and barriers mm. in your relationship. You know mm. what I'm yeah. saying? Because whether or not you cool with somebody, like I can have, if I'm in a relationship, I have platonic female friends all day, but there's certain shit I'm still not going to do with them because I'm in a relationship. Right. You know what I mean, like I'm not really, and like for instance, that same scenario that played out on Friday, we might have linked up and gone and got tea and shit like that. I might have gone with her to go look at a car. I probably would not have gone up in a crib though. You know what I mean? Mm. It's like, the, and you know, not to say that I was be worried about anything happen, but just out of respect for my relationship. You yeah. know what I mean? I, I would, I would want to make my comf- my partner comfortable, and I, I would want to minimize anything that would create a that would even be able to create a, a be a source of contention but, between the two of us. You know what I mean? But you do know, you three are in the minority. You're talking about three great guys. Mm. Everybody out here in the street is not three great guys, and that's why I say most guys have that ulterior motive. Exactly. Wow. And you have to be. They are snakes. Mm-hmm. They look like a lamb, and <laughs> underneath yeah. And you have to be have your mind ready for either. Mm-hmm. You may not want to say no, honey. I don't know if that's a good idea. Not right away. Yeah. But you do have the responsibility to help educate your significant other on what people out here are doing. Mm. You realize everybody wants to be loved. Everybody wants a great relationship. So guess what? If I can't find one, I might take yours. Right. Mm. That's a fact. I pay I just want to say it. Even someone as sweet as you, Jason, you go out here and you perform and you meet people. You have to be careful who you make friends with. Mm-hmm. Oh, for sure. 
I was just having that conversation the other day. Like, you are the company you keep. Uh-huh. You know what I'm saying? Exactly. Yeah. That's why if you see a chick and, like, you feel like this chick is everything everything you want, if you see the friends that she got, her friends is out here thotting it up, nigga, if you don't think some of that has smeared onto your girl, <laughs> like, you're bugging, okay? Nah, that's, I mean, that's facts, man. I like, I, like, I just, I feel honestly, like, you know, just like you said, Jay, it's 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 impossible for you to have friends that way and not affect you. Like it, that's impossible. impossible. It, it's I mean maybe it's possible, but even then, that person is in the minority. Very it doesn't much. it doesn't happen often at all. If ever, I mean maybe once in a lifetime you meet a person like that. But I agree wholeheartedly with you that on that one, Jay, because that that uh, shit is is facts. Yeah. Is there's more people out here that want what you have and what you seem to have and what you what seems so great than are willing to put the work in. Right. That relationship comes with work. It ain't mm. magic. Right. But people see it and they want it. And I remember having to tell you once, Jay, hmm. about that girl at church that I thought was, ah, you know, they say hi and then they put their arm in your arm or they put their arm around your shoulder. I'm was it dirt? It was probably Gary. Right my brother, but yeah. they get all touchy-feely. After a while, it ain't a holy kiss. <laughs> you got to be careful. Yeah. Because yeah. they have ulterior motives. Yeah. Yes. And, that, and that's the thing, too, about, like, the whole partner, you know, trust issue that we're, we're talking about is that it's not always about your partner. You know what I mean? It doesn't mm. have to be about you mistrusting your partner or being insecure in your relationship. It's like, yo, I don't trust the world, my nigga. <laughs> like, mm. Right. Uh, very yeah. good, and I don't either. I really don't. Yeah. I just say that every single any temptation, if it weren't COVID, any temptation wouldn't make it hard for somebody to say or question like whether they'll be faithful or not. I've never thought about that with Justin, but I see it happening. And people let good relationships go because of some misunderstanding, but you didn't put up your barriers. Mm-hmm. Yourself mm. in your relationship. So is it really meaningful to you, or you just want me to believe that? Mm. Exactly. You go by what people tell you. You go by what people show you. Early, you hit the nail on the head, T. You yeah, really did, yo. Because it's like if you really cared that much, then you would put the work in to keep yourself out of certain situations. Right. right. You can. T- it takes a lot of steps in order to go from zero to cheating on your spouse uh-huh. or your partner. You uh-huh. know? Uh-huh. There's, a, there's, there's a lot of decisions made in between there. Uh-huh. Mm-hmm. Because you're putting a whole lot at risk and you have to know that oh, yeah. even entertaining it. Is my drink out with you worth my relationship? Hell no. Mm-hmm. Not so close. Thank you all decline. Not close. Mm-hmm. I also think the, the, the work environment or however you meet that person or met that person also plays a part in it. Like, I honestly think, like, for if you work in an office like me, my nigga, we don't need to go out for drinks. No. <laughs> you know what I'm saying? Like, but I can understand, like, for you, Jay, like, it's it's networking, you know? So, you know, we're socializing with other people who are in the business. So I understand that those relationships could be more platonic than an average person, you know? So, sure. like I said, if, if, if you're working in an office, there's nothing that important about your life that would make you interested in that person. Like, you, you see her or you see him in a cubicle all day. What What is, what is fascinating about that? Agreed. You know, so I mean, I don't know, man. I, I just like I said, I'm not. I'm going to amend my comment and saying not all men, but most men. Most men have ulterior motives when they asking you for drinks out on the town. 
That's my you know what? One of the factors that we also not even discussing is the alcohol factor. Mm. You know what I mean? Like out, you introduce alcohol into any situation, and that shit automatically turns shit up, right? Mm-hmm. But that's the whole point. Like he gathered all his information for you know all these all these years y'all been working together, and now he's trying to put you in an environment where you're a little bit looser, where you're right. not as guarded, mm-hmm. and right. that's it. And as soon as he gets you there, that's it. Hook, line, and sinker. Are you sure you're happy? <laughs> right, right. <laughs> And I'm telling you, as uh, don't don't let don't let you mess up as as the husband. Like if you're not doing what you're supposed to be doing, right? You that you, that right that work husband is going to swoop in under your nose before you even know it. And then and in a scenario like that, I would say then the the fucking relationship is probably too fragile mm-hmm. because I'm not even married, and I understand that that's what marriage is. Mm-hmm. You're supposed to be married, you get married to work through all the hard shit, right? You know what I mean? To make sure you got you guaranteed to have a partner to fight through that shit. So if you got a partner that's that easily distracted just because you know y'all are going through something, then you is know it? that ain't that ain't the one, right? Exactly. Right. So yeah, you know that was that was basically something that I I went through this morning, and um, I you know we 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 cleared the air. Everybody's we're not upset at each other no more. But I I thought it was just an interesting topic that, you know, most men cheat. Most men will try to cheat with somebody whether they married or not. And it for me, women don't do that. They think they think it through a lot a lot more than a guy would. Yeah. You know, so it, it's it's just it's scary to think. And I was looking it up. It looks like sixty percent of, of of most marriages end in a divorce or a split of some sort. So we're already outnumbered in terms of just the facts that most marriages don't work, don't last, whether that be for whatever reason. But if we have, or if we're having these problems in our marriages, then it's very, very capable or possible that this could happen to somebody. That a, that a work husband or a work wife can swoop in and mm-hmm. and steal a, steal your girl or steal your man. So, mm-hmm. or at least distract them long enough to make them question. Exactly. Them. Right. Right. Mm-hmm. So, hey man, I didn't I didn't swoop the time or two myself. <laughs> <laughs> I didn't spread my wings and. <laughs> nah, it's, it's, it's crazy, man. Just say, hold on, people. Black men don't cheat. You know? right. I mean, hey, hey, we we may go off the rails, but I don't think I wouldn't consider it cheating. I mean, I'm I'm with them. I'm I'm standing behind my brothers here, but uh, it's not it's not cheating. It's falling into your humanity. Yeah, you're making you're making. You know what? You that's right, Jay. Falling because we're not perfect, so <laughs> you're only human. You know. And that's an important thing to remember. Even the fact that she feels comfortable enough to discuss a subject like that with you signifies you have a, an extremely strong relationship. Mm. I never bring something like that up to JB because you're like, "Fuck you, doing that work." Mm. <laughs> 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 the first thing I would ah. be something antagonistic, and I just feel like, and I'm joking because I know Jay is a good listener, just like I listen to him. But I think that if you don't have a strong relationship and the person doesn't feel comfortable bringing something to you as controversial as that, that says something entirely. Yeah. Different. Right, right. About the relationship. So it's good to discuss things. You just have to know, okay, I gotta know where to draw the line because sometimes men don't know where to draw it. They just don't. Yeah. That is facts. Yeah. That is facts out there. So everybody pay attention. She's giving you gems right now. Pick them up. Pick them up. (laughs) 
So yeah, that, um, go ahead. No, I was just gonna say while, while we on this topic of platonic friendship, I did have a, a, a piggyback question on that shit. Oh, that's right. Yeah, you know what I mean. Which is which is basically in a platonic friendship when you know out outside of a relationship. You know what I mean. So everybody's single or whatever, but it is a platonic relationship. Is it ever okay or a good idea to have sex with your platonic friend? Ooh. And if you do, is it ever really possible for things to go back to the same way they were ever after you after you do that? Oh my God. I better be quiet on this question. <laughs> no, I would, listen, that's I was gonna go to her first. Like, <laughs> what is what is your thought? <laughs> this, this is a non-negotiable to me. Mm-hmm. I think friendships and love ships should mix. You're either going to be friends or you're in love and you're going to start dating and maybe you will get married. Mm. I well, think um, when I'm going to call shenanigans. shenanigans. But here's what I'm going to say. That's <laughs> <laughs> what you're going to say. You're going right. to use us as an example. Exactly. Except for the fact of except, this. Except for the fact that you have a hard time letting this bald head go. Oh. But, I, but I have to say that if you get into that leisurely type friendship having sex, that's what I'm talking about. Well, you're not dating nobody. Mm-hmm. I'm not dating anyone. And so, okay, why don't we just hook up? Right. Until both of us find a significant other. That's dangerous. Right. That's dangerous. I think you can even get to the point where you feel like, man, I hate him. He didn't pick me. Mm. From a woman perspective, yeah, perspective. yeah, yeah, yeah. But I think either we're gonna be friends or we're gonna be in love. No, in no in between. And so when I saw, I couldn't just be your friend anymore. I either have to go full throttle or leave or leave you alone. Right. Because I'm not gonna spend my life saying I wish it was him. Right. You're just not gonna do it. That's just me. Yeah. But I think if you try to mix them and still date other people, no, that's a recipe for disaster. Hmm. Well, that's true. I mean, we definitely didn't date other people while we knew each other, so. I mean, it just gets your mind all wacky. Yeah. See, my question is, is how does it get to that point, though? Like, there had to have been something in their relationship, if, if whether it be sexual or not. Like, so if you, if it hasn't been sexual and y'all was just cool, how did it get to we fucking? Mm, good question. Good question. Like that, I mean, <coughs> something in they in they in they interactions had to have suggested this or presented that path down there. I think I think that's just the norm. Like you know what I mean. Like I think the relationship develops just the way any other one does. You know what I mean? Is you know you have attraction, you have conversation, you know, and you build. Yeah, you know what I'm saying. You build it, but like. I don't think I think uh, people try to overthink it when it comes to you know can a relationship grow from a friendship or do you just have to start off like as you know what I mean I'm attracted to this person so I'm gonna come and try to spit game like I think you know people just think about it too hard like I just think if yeah if you have stuff that's in common you know you have good conversation y'all can get along you know what I'm saying all that like you know, it just will naturally kind of come together or it won't, but it doesn't have to be this like in depth, you know what I'm saying? Like that's, that's just my thought on it. Like, I, I just think like, it's, it's not like this big mystery. It's not hard and fast either because 
I remember initially, yeah, we were, we were friends, we were buddies and coworkers. Then it was after I started to show some interest, and I guess you did, mm-hmm. you posted out. Yeah. Like he wouldn't work in the same department I was in. Because we all know when you're dating and people in the office know, what do they try to do? Break it up. Mm-hmm. Get, your middle, business. Yeah. get in your business. So we, we nipped that in the bud. Then it was, wait a minute, he what? I said, yeah, he posted out. So I guess, you know, we can keep our business private. But then when you get to the point where you don't want them to see anybody else, and I don't know if he was, but whatever. <laughs> I, was, I was seeing one other person. And while he was like, I mean, if you ain't feeling him like that, cut him off. So it's like I had to be talked into, okay, let go and trust me. Yeah. And that trust thing probably is one of the hardest things I've ever had to manage and really, really believe in before I could say, okay, I really love you. But that was due to your, you know, past experience. Right. You know Not for him, but because of what I'd already been through. Right. But I think it, it can come from anywhere, but when you decide that you no longer want to be just friends, because you can't be both. Uh, mm. You decide you no longer want to be just friends. I had to bite my tongue and put my tongue in my cheek and blink one eye and say it without repercuss- feeling repercussions that it's not required. Uh, so I took that chance and then I guess he had to admit to me. I don't know. I mean, well, that goes back to my point. Like men and females, just at some point, you're going to be faced with that dilemma. Exactly. We go together like puzzles, like we're a puzzle piece, a perfect puzzle piece for each other. So it's kind of like, again, you know, you can be all the best, best unless you're gay, unless one of y'all are gay. That's the only, in my opinion, that's the only way it's going to work. Mm-hmm. Because honestly, I couldn't lie and say I'm still too sure about it. Right. Yeah, I get mad at somebody walk over and talking on your face. We're talking about right, right. You know what I mean? Right. So when you get to that point, you, you just yeah. you can't be friends no more. So it, so and yet there in your hypothesis, Teak, you basically have to. If you're friends and you do wind up having sex, then y'all gotta go full throttle with mm-hmm. it. That's where what my point of view is. Yeah. I don't think you can be. I don't think it's right to have both to be both. I think it's a, a disingenuous. Exactly. Mm-hmm. You're not my buddy. I mean, I like you. You like me. Why are you afraid to say it? And so but some people like to keep a cat, and some people like to keep a cat. And if you keep your right. options open and you're trying to keep it casual, I'm not no fucking puppy. I'm a person. You know what I mean? You can't. You can't pull them back and forth. Yeah, it's not right. I mean, but even if you were to get into a relationship with somebody else, if that's your friend and y'all started out as friends, even though y'all fucked, that's going to be a problem. Because the I'm, I'm sure the significant other is going to ask who that is. Mm-hmm. Yeah, yeah, that that is that that afterplay. That's why I was asking. Like afterwards, is it ever possible to go back nope. to what it once was? You know what I'm saying? Or is that dynamic eternally shifted now? Right. Is there is there always going to be a remnant of that, however brief or long sexual interaction? You're gonna you you're gonna always be able to see it. So so your significant other Even if that person becomes friends With you and your significant other There's always going to be that What is it uh, Chemistry that y'all shared 
Sure. So even if it was one time or a hundred times, like everybody else is gonna pick up on that chemistry. Oh, y'all friends, huh? Right. Hmm. Right, right, right. Here's where I'm gonna throw a, a wrench into this into this question because <laughs> this just came to me. I know somebody who their best friend is somebody that they used to date back mm-hmm. in high school, right? Mm-hmm. Now they're in their early 30s now, whatever. So this is years removed, mm-hmm. and it's still their best friend to this date. Except the best friend is now gay. Mm-hmm. So, oh, so where does that like? Where I mean, does that land on the spectrum? Two females, huh? There's two females. Nah, it's one female. The 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 um the 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 person I know is a female, and her friend is a dude. And the reason why this this question came up for me is because I've had some experiences in life where I've had female friends, and you know we've taken it to that next level, and some. Of you know what I can't say no nah, I don't think there's ever been one where things have been the same after it never is going I, I can't I can't and not to say that there are any problems but it's like either even if we're still cool and it's not like a sexual relationship there's still that added dynamic there you yeah. know what I mean there's still that we might say some little flirty shit and once again nobody's in a relationship so that's just fair. But you know that that added dynamic and element. You have that intimate knowledge, and then it could go the other way where you had a, I had a real, I have a really good friend. We took it there, and shit ain't really the same, and not for better at this point. Like, oh. we, don't really, we don't really talk like it's not like shit is bad, but it's just mm-hmm. it's, it's just a little weird, a little weird. Like what happens? You know, I mean that that that's inevitable because you know y'all went there. Mm. Yeah. Yeah, and then it's you know all of the like T was talking about like why didn't you choose me? Mm. Uh, you know what I mean? Oh. It's all those type of dynamics. And I'm speaking play. from personal experience, yeah. and I'm saying it fucks with your head. No matter, I can't think of no other better way to say it except it fucks with my head. Conjured mm. a memory that I don't particularly want to think about. Mm. I think that if I can't be honest when I speak. Because JB is banging me in my leg and telling me, you got to remember your audience is broad and this, that, and the third. This is not the right venue for me. I'm happy to talk to the three of you anytime. And you use whatever clips you want. Okay. But I can't. Mm-mm. Okay. I'm going. <laughs> Tika kept it all the way real with that one right there, boy. <laughs> but that was a good, I mean, that's a good segue, though, because we did go long on that. Um, but it, it, it's, it's, I just find the whole dynamic of how different the views are between male and female. Just it, it's 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 crazy to me how different we we think. Yeah, you know. So that whole what is it? Uh, men are from Venus, women from Mars, or whatever it is. Men like from like, Mars, women from Venus. Yeah, man. that's that's true. Like we are completely at the opposite end of the wavelength when when it comes to certain certain topics. So, um, unfortunately, we have to talk about this debacle. That we had this week, uh, uh, the first presidential debate. Um, I don't even know what to say. <laughs> like I was watching, I know within the first fifteen minutes, man, Joe Biden called this dude a clown, <laughs> told him to shut up, shut up. Well, you just shut yeah. up, man. <laughs> like I mean, this is in the first like 10, 15 minutes, man. So, oh, man. Um, 
I had, I, like I said to you guys earlier, Chris Rock was having, he had hosted Saturday Night Live on um, on Saturday. And he said something that was real interesting that, that I kind of really thought about and was like, I had, it took me back. Like, damn, like he's kind of true with that. So I wanted to play that clip to see what you guys thought. If you guys have the same, I guess, you know, throwback as I did it or taking the back as I did um, what he said. So, so this is what he said on Saturday Night Live. System, okay? I mean, do we even like need a president, president, or, or just figure out a new way to do the job? I mean, what job do you have for four years, no matter what? <laughs> just show me one job. Like, if you hired a cook and he was making people vomit every day, do you sit there and go, well, he's got a four year deal? <laughs> we just gotta vomit for four more years. I mean, to be the president of the United States, all you have to be is 35 and born in the United States. So, you know, if, if anybody can be the president, then anybody can be the president, man. That's, that's- and that statement hit me like, oh, shit. Like, you really don't need any qualifications. Nope. Nope. And if we don't need qualifications, why are we surprised that we got this dude in, in the White House? Uh, it's just history, you know what I mean? Like, in history, I mean, you've needed some type of qualifications. It's just that now, you know, people were so desperate to get out of the nightmare that was the Obama presidency. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. You know what I'm saying? They were, so, they were so traumatized by that that they went for, you know what I mean, the polar opposite. So, I mean... No disrespect to you, Jay, because I certainly and, and I know you on a level that I know you're, you're not an idiot. You're a smart dude, like, right. and you're you're a deep thinker, right? Now this could be the same, but I mean, we had Ronald Reagan as president. He was an actor, right. so technically there was no political experience that said that yeah he could do the job. I mean, oh. he bypassed being a senator, he bypassed being a governor, and went straight to the White House. Uh, he was he was governor. He was something. Yeah, he was governor. Oh, okay, of so right. I mean, I would. I hope that's how that's how Schwarzenegger got up in that joint too. Okay, you know I mean, it, it's just it's like I said, man. You know, Chris Rock went on to say, like, to get on a game show, you had to have more qualifications than to be a, a president. <laughs> so, and, and I'm telling, you, when I heard it, I was like, oh shit, he has a real point. Like. Do we need to change? And I, I think I said this before, man. I, like all the rules that we work on in this country seems like they're outdated to me, man. Yeah. Oh yeah. You know, and it's just like I think the one thing that I kind of agreed with with Trump on was Biden's been in in government for forty seven years. Right. Forty seven years, dog. Yeah. I mean. <laughs> So you can literally get this job and have this job forever. Yeah. Like, oh, yeah. I, I just, I just, I see a, a huge problem with that. Huge problem, man. Well, I mean, he also hasn't been in the same position that whole time. He's just been in politics that amount of time. And, and to, like, speaking of Biden specifically, and also the different positions he's held, like, he's been reelected, you know what I mean? So he, clearly there's been something about, about him that people have found worthwhile over generations. Mm. Now, fucking, the man we got in the highest office right now, uh, there has been zero examples that he has anything but ineptitude mm. to offer 
<laughs> that position. You know what I mean? So it's, it's, I was, I was surprised at him getting into the office, mm. but I'm, there's nothing about how he's running this country that is surprising. Man, I, I'm just surprised that no one has done nothing. It's one thing to have an idiot, but are we all idiots now? Because we have an idiot? Those that put him in, in the office definitely are. I mean, I, I, that's, that's the problem I have, man. It's, it's one thing. Like, you, you guys both. Like, y'all are my friends. So if you were doing something that was hurting you or hurting other people or just if you were doing something that just wasn't right, nigga, I'd tell you. Shut up. Like I would tell you, like, oh, you gotta stop that shit. Yeah. No yeah. one is telling this nigga that shit. Like, yo, you done fucking came up with the whole joke, like drink bleach, throw a bomb in the tornado. Like, my nigga, joking or not, stop saying stupid shit like that, dog. Like, don't don't do that no more. Cause your jokes are not coming off as jokes. Well, but don't I mean think about it like he's a dude who, you know, if anybody disagrees with him, he fires him. So, you know, people trying to protect a meal ticket. It's crazy, man. It's crazy what money would do because you just been walking around as a whole idiot your whole life. Like your whole life. And nobody is going to say or do anything and tell you what it is truthfully because they're scared. That's that's. That's, That's the thing up. that got me during the debate. He said he had the nerve to say something about, I think, one of Biden's sons, like, not graduating school or, 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 or something. Right. Like, what'd you say? What'd you say, bud? He was on drugs. Right. Yeah, he was on drugs, but he said something else about somebody, like, not being smart because they, they didn't graduate. With He's their, like, about, about Biden. He had oh, said, no. he said that something like, you know, Biden said he graduated from Delaware State or didn't know the name of his college or some shit like that. Yeah. And mind you, we're talk- this is a man that paid to get paid his way into college, paid someone to take his standardized test so he could get it. And it's like, I'm sure he paid for people to take his test and write his papers when he was in college. So it's like, come on. The, like, I, yeah, it's hard for me to give my energy to this shit. But if anybody who are listeners that are stateside in the mm. U.S. Mm. are hearing this, Please, please be smart this November. Mm. Just make sure you vote, mm. utilize your voice, but please be smart. Please, like, yeah. come on, man. It's it's, it's crazy, man. This, this, like you said, this is. I always thought, like you know, Obama's election. I, I I've said it before. I, I always thought that was going to be the most important election that I was ever going to see. But this one here. Yeah, I think this one here is definitely the most important election, dog. Because we just—I mean, Biden is no—he's—he's—he's not—he's not great. But I would much rather deal with the lesser of the two evils at this point because exactly. we we cannot go this this route anymore, not for another four years. I mean, look at all the damage that has been done in the first four years. So I can only imagine what the. This thing is gonna do for the next four. I I don't even want to hear. I don't I don't want to see it. I don't want nah. I don't want to live it. None of that. So go vote, man. Don't let that line stop you. I mean, I think um, you know what people got to think about too is um, you know if it's close. Mm. Like let this thing go close. This dude's already said he's not gonna accept. You know the results of the election. You know they got lawyers lining up already to challenge. You know the voting results in different states. Like it will be crazy. It'll be, yeah, it'll, it'll be a mess on a level that we haven't seen yet 
if we let it go close. So that means not only everybody go out and vote, but especially if you're in these swing states, the Wisconsin's, the Florida's, Ohio's, Michigan's, you know, y'all really got to come out. Like, y'all got to come out heavy. Right. And know what you're voting for, man. Don't just go out to vote because everybody else is doing it. Know what you're voting for. Whether, yep. you know, whether it's Democrat, Republican, that that's beside the point. Know what you're voting for so that you can help you, not anybody else, dude. So, yep. I, just, I just hope my family, I just hope Biden does, does win. But that's all the time I'm giving on Trump unless y'all got something else. Well, only thing I was gonna say is uh dude also caught COVID nineteen since we since we last post. Um yeah, wear a mask, y'all. Don't don't follow behind that dude. How convenient, sure. how convenient this nigga talk got COVID nineteen after the the, the debate. I, I, I. Get the fuck out of here. And the thing the thing is mad people got that shit too. Like mad people that was in his circle, all his little Republican yeah. sycophants and shit. You know, what because I'm saying? they be having parties with and nobody wearing masks. Exactly. They be having like it's like one of the big things was um, when they were getting together to celebrate um, the, the nominees, the Supreme Court. Yeah, like they had a big event and all of them didn't have masks on and it was hugging each other up, kissing, all of that. So. That looks like probably the event where a lot of people got it, mm-hmm. and this is in. <laughs> so this is this is the people who have direct information about what this disease is, how bad it is, how you can spread it, and still, no. y'all, and still y'all went out there had parties and no mask. <laughs> Stupid. Anyway, the black light, black light this week is on B. Yeah. So what you got, B? Man, um, this week uh, for the Black Light, I wanted to go back to uh, one of my favorites, uh, one of my inspirations. Um, just this dude um, has just been like a shining light uh, for us for a long time. Um, but I still feel like he's probably still not as well known as he should be. Um, so I wanted to, to bring him on the black light on him. Um, this is going to be for uh, Reginald F. Lewis. Um, Jay, this is not Reggie Lewis, our Reggie Lewis, Celtics, even there's his own spotlight too. But there's another brother, uh, Reginald Lewis, uh, also from Baltimore. Um, he uh, was just an incredible uh, businessman. Um, he was probably our uh, richest uh, African American man uh, of the eighties. Um, he was on the Forbes four hundred uh, by nineteen ninety two. Um, pretty much, uh, this brother um, just was really, really smart and gifted when it came to uh, business and mergers. So, um, just a little background. Um, was born in Baltimore. Um, he took a uh, football scholarship to Virginia State University, um, graduated with a degree in poli sci in uh, 1965. Um, at that point, um, he took part in a summer program at Harvard um, that was set up by the Rockefeller Foundation that introduced African-Americans to the study of law. 
And um, while he was there, he made such a big impression that Harvard invited him to attend the school that fall. Um, so at the time, that made him the only person in the 148-year history of Harvard to be accepted before even applying. Oh. Um, he attended Harvard Law, got his um, JD degree in 1968. Um, so... Immediately after law school, he got uh, recruited by uh, top New York law firm, um, Paul Weiss, Rifkin, Wharton, Garrison, LLP. Um, so then he practiced with them uh, for about two years, started his own law firm after that. Um, after uh, 15 years in practice as a corporate lawyer, uh, he moved to the other side of the table, creating uh, the TLC Group LP, which was a private equity firm um, in 1983. So uh, he did his first uh, major deal, um, was the purchase of the McCall Pattern Company, which was a home sewing b- pattern business for $22.5 million. Um, that was his first deal? That was his first major deal. Um, So he uh, had learned about uh, the company from uh, reading Fortune magazine. Um, So they pretty much, he negotiated uh, a price, um, seeing that uh, the the business was on the decline. Um, It approached a posted profits of about 6 million. in 1983 on sales of 51.9 million. So um, it had been going down, I guess, for the uh, past few years. Um, At the time, McCall was number two in its industry holding uh, 29.7% of the market uh, compared to the industry leader, which was Simplicity Patterns, which had uh, 39.4% of the market. Um, So he negotiated the price down um, and then raised a million from himself uh, and uh, families of family and friends, uh, borrowed the rest from institutional investors and investment banking firm uh, First Boston Corporation. Um, within a year, he turned the company around um, and he ended up selling that business at a 90 to one return, uh, which resulted in tremendous profit for the investors. Um, and Lewis's share was 81.7% of that 90 million. Um, yes. <laughs> but, edit. <laughs> Take it, take it back a sentence or two, though. <laughs> <laughs> all right, all right. Um, so Lewis's share was eighty-one point seven percent of that ninety million. Um, in nineteen eighty-seven, uh, he brought Beatrice International Foods from the Beatrice Companies for nine hundred eighty-five million, uh, renaming it TLC Beatrice Holdings. International Holdings uh, as a snack, food, beverage, and grocery store conglomerate that was the largest African-American owned and managed business in the U.S. Um, So when TLC Beaches reported revenue of 
1.8 billion in 1987. It became the first black owned company to have more than a billion dollars in annual sales uh, at its peak in 96. Uh, TLC Beatrice Holdings had sales of 2.2 billion and was number 512 on the Fortune magazine's list of thousand largest companies. Um, so that's, I mean, and that's just a small window. Um, he's got, um, actually a museum here in Baltimore. That's a great, uh, museum of uh, African-American culture and history. Um, and, um, he's also had a, um, great, uh, autobiography that, um, he wrote and was published, uh, and I got that. That was one of my graduation gifts uh, in high school. Love that book, uh, which is called Why Should White Guys Have All the Fun? How Reginald Lewis Created a Billion Dollar Business Empire. So, um, you know, like I said, this is just since that time, um, you know, learning about him, he's just been one of my favorite figures in our history. And I think that, um, you know, more people should get a get a. Just, just get to know him. You know what I mean? Uh, the brother actually passed away um, in 1993 and he was only 50 years old. So, you know, obviously there's much more that he could have left us with, but, you know, he did get busy while he was here. So this week we shine a black light on Reginald F. Lewis. Yes, sir. Shine on, brother. Shine on, brother. Shine on. He was getting money, money. Yeah, for real. Yo, I'm telling you, that dude... He like, said he got to keep eighty something percent of a of a ninety million dollar deal. Crazy. That was the first big one. That was the first big boy. But I mean, come on, dude. Like, who gets uh, accepted to Harvard without applying? Mm, yeah. You know what I mean? Like, that's a different dude. Yeah. Facts. Yeah. <laughs> felt different, bro. Yeah, yeah, yeah. That's I don't know, man. That's that's balling. That's like balling, balling. Like your first deal. This this is what you're getting on your first deal. So when you open that resume, you can start with the small stuff. Look at oh, that's just small stuff. <laughs> but that's just that that's like everything for everybody else. But that's just the smallest one for him. That's 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 dope. That's what I'm saying. That's why the big boy was 985 million. Right. Cleared, you know, a billion, you know, very soon after that. Crazy. Crazy. You know, just built on the equity. You talking about that was from that first deal was 1983. And that big boy 985 million deal was 1987. So four years, you know what I mean? He was turning billion dollar deals. So, I mean. Hmm. Talk talk about a four year job. Mm-hmm. Look who look what somebody look what a black man did with his four years. Go ahead, brother. Go ahead. And then you talk about he he didn't come from money. You know what I'm saying? He didn't have nothing handed to him. Mm-hmm. He went and got it. Yeah, that's mm-hmm. that's dope right there, man. I don't know, man. This this is this is I like this episode was pretty good, I think. I think that we we hit on a lot of topics. I actually gotta tell tell your wife, man, like she kept it all the way a hundred, yeah, all the way a hundred on on that man. <laughs> like that was I I like when we was talking to her, I was I was ready for some shit, but I didn't know I was ready for some shit. Like she kept it all the way a hundred on there, so I appreciate that. Um, I I do have I do have a pet peeve that I want to tell y'all. 
right? Since this COVID whole this whole COVID thing. My pet peeve is people who wear their masks in their cars. <laughs> it drives me crazy, dog. Like I literally be getting road rage off of it. Like I'm I'm just I you'll pass them and I just start screaming like why the f- y'all wearing your mask in the car? <laughs> they they doing too much. They going for extra credit. Man, like we know we in a pandemic. Okay? We know that already. But you do not need to wear your mask in your own car. <laughs> I'll tell you the reason I've done it is because I'm too lazy to take it off. Okay. Now that means that we got a lot of lazy people, dog. Like I've seen I'm not pulling it off, pulling it off, pulling it off. Nah, whatever. It's on. I'm good. I can't this I can't. America. I can't, dog. <laughs> I can't. So I'm a I'm a start shout outs this week. Shout out the wife, obviously. Um shout out to everybody that's that's listening to the podcast, man. Uh, I think we being heard in like 32, 34 countries, something like that. So I appreciate all those people who's listening. Uh definitely be a part of the show. Hit us up on Twitter, hit us up on IG. Uh shout out to my my partners, man. Again, this is episode 12. We've been doing this for like two months now, dog, and we still going strong. So shout out to you guys. And um to the, everybody listening, have a good week. Listen, you know, uh be easy. And uh and guys got shout outs. Uh, yeah, obviously, shout out to the white teak. Appreciate you uh, coming on, sharing your opinions. Always love you. Um, man, just 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 shout out everybody listening. Appreciate y'all. Um, yeah, man, that's all I got, man. Hold it down. Word. Um, yeah, so I got to especially shout out to 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 the to the dancers out there this week. All right, <laughs> anybody out there shaking their ass in the clubs, okay? And because specifically the ones that are breaking the mold of the stigma mm-hmm. of a dancer. All right, so any dancer that's out there actually on her job and everything, and it, I'm gonna talk to y'all off air about this, but <laughs> I, I know I gotta clarify this with you. But I, I've had some experiences recently that have been eye opening, so I just want to <laughs> say. <laughs> Y'all keep doing your thing, all right? <laughs> keep pursuing your goals, ladies. And, uh, you know, hi, Bubby. <laughs> yeah, so till next week, man, be easy. Um, Again, hit us up on IG. Hit us up on Twitter. Y'all know the handles already so we can get a part of the show. Um, Fellas, be easy, man. Don't work too hard this week. All and right. um, we catch y'all on the flip. Yeah.